Welcome to Gateway Community Church, Webster, Texas. We're so glad you found us, and we hope this message helps you discover more about God and His unique plan for your life. Well, that's kind of a quick look back at 2014, and 2014 gave me a cold also. (laughs) So um, if I pause or cough, I'll try to give you some warnings so it doesn't blow out the sound system or anything like that. Hey, I'm really thrilled you're here this morning as we celebrate, we look back at what God has done in 2014, but, but we also look forward to what he's going to do in 2015. We have amazing promises from him, and we just are really exciting. But it, it is important sometimes to just pause and look, because in a church of our size and with so much going on, sometimes we think we see a big part of it when maybe we're only seeing a very small part of what actually God is doing. That there's incredible ways that he is working in and through so many of us in so many places in so many ways. And so it kind of helps here on this first Sunday of the year to reflect back so we can kind of know the bigger picture as we look ahead to 2015. And I hope you'll be encouraged, you'll be surprised, and you'll be motivated because God is so good. And he is doing so much. As we went through 2014, uh, you, you may recall if you were with us that we had two Art of Marriage conferences in February and October, a women's retreat in January, a Father's Day speaker and author Don Piper, Ladies Night Out comedian John Chanda Pierce, um, a really fun at the movie summer series, and and we concluded, as many of you remember, and we're a part of praying for over a thousand names that we have been convicted that God has called us to 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 pray for because we understand that, that, that what is going on in our world is not simply about economics or about politics, but there are spiritual issues and a spiritual war at stake. And therefore, we have to marshal the powers of heaven in order to break those strongholds and, and open the doors for faith. And so if you were praying like I have my three names that I was praying, I'm continuing to pray for them. Um, and I'm going to continue to pray for them. They're going to stay on my list, my prayer list. They're, they're on there now uh, for, for the foreseeable future. And I hope you'll, you'll do the same thing as well because we want to see God working. We want to see m- more and more ways that he's transforming lives and, and he answers prayer. We are convicted of that. We believe that and, and we will continue to trust that. Um, looking back, we had a, a, a fantastic, huge summer kids club last June, over 300 volunteers, over 400 kids registered. Um, our student ministry has continued to just blow and go. They had over 200 students in there, uh, at least one Sunday morning last year during this hour. We, uh, as many of you know, we received an offering on Christmas Eve for Starfish Kenya, and uh, I'd love to tell you I know exactly the figure, but because of just the, the way the holidays have fallen and the, and the week, uh, weekends and all that kind of hit, we don't have final figures yet, but I can tell you that already at this point, you, have, you gave over $100,000 for Starfish Kenya. Yeah, that's just incredible. That means just in these Christmas Eve offerings over the last few years, you've already given over three quarters of a million dollars just through the Christmas Eve offerings. And that doesn't count so much more that takes it well up into the millions that you've given. And that's just, that is so cool. We're, we're still also working on our financial, uh, final financial figures for 2014. Uh, we don't have all those also, but we're, we're made a, have made a conscious decision to 
tighten the budget some to make sure we can stay strong and, and do the essential things and keep our focus on, on our mission. Uh, a number we didn't cut back, though, and, and in fact, we want to continue to grow, is our number of baptisms. In 2014, uh, we tied our record that we set in 2013 of 166 baptisms. And that's just amazing. I want to tell you, there's literally no other decision that a human being makes than the, the decision. There's no other decision that's so critical, so life-changing, so eternal. It is the single most important decision that any human being makes to put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And then baptism becomes a symbol of that commitment. And we are so excited about that. And, and yet, we still want to even push further because we think God is, that's just kind of the starting point for where we believe God is leading us in 2015. Our mission, many of you know, is to lead everyday people. And that's just, that's folks like us, folks that are here this morning, folks that aren't here this morning everyday people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And that mission is grounded in the great commandment and the great commission. Jesus said in the great commandment in Matthew 22, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law, all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. But then Jesus went on to say in Matthew 28, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Rick Warren, pastor at Saddleback Church, has said a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission makes a great church. And that is us, what we're about, what we're committed to. But it isn't simply a commitment of the church as a whole. It doesn't make any sense. It has to be carried out by individuals of the church for it to be occurring. For Because we are people. We are individuals, a part of the bigger body. And we each have to do our part to, to love and to lead and to grow and to go and to teach and to disciple. And, and so every one of us is critical to that journey. You may be sitting there this morning. We were having a conversation with somebody earlier. You may be sitting there this morning and think you don't, you, you, you may you think you don't have anything to offer, or you may think we're a large church. We don't need what you have to offer. And both of those are lies from hell, quite honestly. You matter what you have to do, what God has gifted you to do, what he's gifted you to give, what he has enabled you to, to do is critical to the mission and ministry of this church. And it, 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 we will only be as effective as each member does their own part, as each one of us fulfills the role God has given us. And to help us know what God is calling us to do, God has shown us some values that, I, that we believe he has entrusted to Gateway. The first one is authenticity. That is that we, we come as we are to Jesus and his church. We don't try to cover up our faults and our, our failings. Hey, we all got them. Uh, you know, if you're looking up here and you see me one hour a week and you think, oh man, he's, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, I got, I got plenty of faults and failings. Just ask my wife, you know, and, and all of us do. And the problem is if we, if we don't face that, nothing changes, nothing. And so we understand that authenticity, being real, being genuine now, that doesn't mean you, you spill your guts to every person you encounter, but you're open and honest with God and in appropriate settings with others in ways that can help God bring transformation into your life. 
Our second value is relationships because we believe that spiritual growth and ministry occurs best through relationships, both the vertical with God, but also the horizontal with others. I can't tell you how many times one of you has said something or spoke something into my life that has profoundly impacted my Christian walk. And, and we do that with each other. We help, we encourage, we hold accountable, we convict, we, can, we are there for each other. It's a journey. And whether it's in a, a life group or a journey group or mentoring through ministries like Life to Life, it, it, those relationships are critical. The, the third value is servanthood. And, and servanthood here is a lifestyle, not just simply a verb. It's an attitude, a way of being that puts others first, as Jesus always did, and seeks to serve them. We like to say servanthood demonstrates itself in serving, surrender, and sacrifice. And that is so important for all of us, that, that while we, we will, and I'll talk about serving, ultimately the, the value we want to make a part of you is servanthood, that it is a part of who you are, because that's who Jesus was, and, and that's why it's important to us. Our, and, and to live out those values, to live out our mission, we believe God has given us our own strategy for accomplishing that. And quite simply, our strategy through the power always of the Holy Spirit, this is nothing that we can do ourselves, is to reach those who are disconnected from God, to, to heal those by the grace of God who are hurting, and to grow both ourselves and those with us to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And that's, I want to spend my time this morning just looking, and the rest of this morning, looking at these three areas of strategy, what, what we have done and what we're going to be doing in 2015, because this is how we, we believe God has called us to live out our, our mission. The first is reach. And we know that Gateway was planted a little over 20 years ago to help reach people disconnected from God. And again, we believe that happens best through relationships. It's why it's one of our values. It's why we also value and, and love baptisms, because each baptism represents an individual, a person who has come to faith in Jesus Christ. And often, if you look around this room, for those of you who've been baptized, there is someone in this room that had an impact, maybe even was the, the key person in that journey of faith for you. And so we celebrate that and we love that, that God is working in, in our lives. We baptized 166 in 2014, which is incredible. It's wonderful. It, it, it ties for the most we'd ever done in our history. It was like 30% or 35% more than any previous year besides 2013. And yet our goal, because we aim high, was 200. And we did not get there. And so we are setting that goal again for 2015 because we are convicted that every person you know that doesn't have a church home matters to God. Every person that is languishing in their lives, every person who's not living out the, their faith to the fullest matters, and we want to help them on that, that journey. We're working on a, a new website to help work well with mobile devices to make it easier for folks to check us out. Uh, thanks to some incredible volunteers, we've gotten more active on, on Facebook. I know not all of us do Facebook, but a lot of people do. And at this time last year, uh, literally on Saturday night, we crossed over 2,000 likes. And today, we're at something 20%, more than 20% higher than that 2,460-some-odd likes. And at the rate we're going, should hit 2,500 for the end of this month. Um, last year at this time, I, I had the opportunity to, to talk about 
a, a ministry that I felt like God was, was laying on us that we were looking for leadership. And, and that ministry revolved around the fact that we literally lie in the flight path of, of Ellington Field. I mean, you know it when we do the, they have the, uh, in October, when they have the big air show, we're always having to pause somewhere in the service uh, as some of those planes fly over. And we're grateful for our, our men and women in uniform, and we know that they ha- face unique challenges, they and their families. And so we knew we're here, we're in this position for a reason. And yet, we did not have a plan or the leadership. And it was, I talked about that on this Sunday a year ago. And by the end of the day, a couple who had started attending our church came forward and said, that's what God has called us to do. And Stephen and Linda Parr have jumped in and done some incredible work this past year. A large journey group was working through the whole fall, developing a concrete plan what they've come to call their ministry, their military ministry network. It's going to include journey groups. It's going to include a a weekly military community night starting later this month and a weekly Sunday morning reception and, and also support and partnerships with other churches and organizations in the area. And if you feel one, that you would want to help with that, or two, you want to become involved in that. In your notes this morning, there's a place on the bottom of the front page where there's his email address that you can contact him because we are really excited about what 2015 holds for that. And for those of you who are in the military or have served or whatever, we, we want to be alongside you. We want to walk with you in this journey you, you have fought to keep our country free, that we can gather here this morning. You know, We don't have to look over our shoulders and worry about who's going to come through the door and tell us we can't do this. That we have that freedom here, and, and we can never take for granted what our men and women in the military, and of course, those who serve in all kinds of, of ways in our community, and first responders and all that, the difference that they all make in this. And so we're looking forward to, to being able to do this. Another major opportunity to reach into our community, which was really just a goal a year ago, but now it's also in process, is our Spanish language ministry, our Spanish language service coming uh, in our Hispanic ministry. Juan Gale and his, his wife, Fabiola, joined us in October to begin to provide leadership with us, and, and they have started meeting with a handful of, of folks to create a leadership team to begin to set in place what it's going to take to create this incredible worship experience in Spanish for those for whom English may not be a comfortable language for them or it's their second language and they would love to be able to worship in that language. And, and there are already some people are coming around them. It's very exciting. We don't have a firm start date for the actual public services but that, that will be coming this year and probably sooner rather than later. And, if, and also in the bulletin, if you're interested in helping that on the back, top of the back, there's his email address, and you can send that to him. Uh, let him know that you, you would love to be a part of that. Many of you were blessed to be here last Sunday and hear him preach. Or if you'd like to... Hold on just a second. Uh, sorry about that. There, there'll probably be one or two more of those before I get done. Um. You can go online if you weren't here last Sunday and, and listen to that message. It was, it was a great message, a really encouraging, powerful message. Um, and, and this is really an important ministry for us to intentionally reach and lead everyday people around us, including folks who have a, a Hispanic ethnicity. You know, the latest data shows that Hispanics make up 39% of Texas, 41% of Harris County, and 44% of Houston. 
Uh, Texas had the largest numeric increase within the Hispanic population in the nation since July 1st, 2012, with 213. And expert demographers predict that they will make up the largest ethnic group in Texas by 2020 and be the majority sometime between 2030 and 2040. 34.2%, oh, just over a third of Harris County homes, the primary language spoken in the home is Spanish. And 50% of those say that they speak English less than very well. So it's, it's an issue for thousands. In fact, within a five-mile radius of Gateway, from this spot right here, there are 66,000, over 66,000 Hispanics, making up 28, over 28% of the population. And when you draw it out to eight miles, the number rises to nearly 190,000 and over a third of the population. Folks, this is us. You know, this is us already. We are already a, a, a church that is a mosaic of our community, of all kinds of ethnicities. And that's, that's God's picture. I, I mean, the, 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 there's a joke that goes around sometimes that the, that the most segregated place in America is 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And that's, that's a tragedy. We are the kingdom, and we need to reflect the kingdom and reflect God's people. And therefore, we want to look like our area in all the ways that that matters, including those kinds of backgrounds. And so we are in, intentionally trying to do that. And it's also important for us to realize that, that we're not working on some kind of side group to kind of shuffle people off to the side. You know, this, it's gateway. It, 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 it will be a, a service in Spanish but other than that, they're gateway folks, and they will be a part of everything we do in the mission and ministry. It's not going to be a them and over here and all that kind of stuff. That, that would be an awful picture and, and the wrong message. And, and so we want to continue to work to reflect our community and reach deeper and deeper into our community in all the ways that, that are out there. The, the second strategy that I mentioned was heal, because we value authenticity. We we want us to be open and honest about what's going on in our lives. And we want that because we believe God has a, a word of, of healing to bring, whether it's spiritual or physical or emotional or financial or whatever it may be. And therefore, we want to help people be open and honest about the issues they're facing in life and seek God's help. And we, we see that. We see God has been using us for the last several years to offer more and more of his healing love and grace. Our prayer ministry every single day prays over dozens of your prayer requests. And in your, in your bulletin, you know, there was that connect card that we talked about earlier, but on the back side of that is a place for prayer requests. And we always want you to submit your prayer requests. You know, we, we guard the confidentiality of what goes on in there, but at the same time, we want to pray. And as the offering basket came by, you could drop it in, but if you didn't get it in or you think of something now or you hear me say, oh, yeah, I do want somebody to pray over this, then at these three exits, these three main exits, there's a box on the wall, and you can drop that card in there, and it will reach our prayer team starting tomorrow, and they will be praying all this week. It's an incredible opportunity for us to offer the healing love of Christ who can do all things, and, and we believe that. Our prayer quote ministry is there to come alongside people who are going through struggles. And last year alone, they gave out over 230 prayer quilts. I mean, that's just incredible that these, these folks that are involved in making these out of love, they're praying over it and then offering it to people who are struggling. 
Through our Art of Marriage conferences and journey group last year, we ministered to dozens of couples and we saw healing occurring in lots of marriages. We continue to offer marriage mentors to strengthen marriages and groups such as Grief Share and our brain injury support group help people right at their point of need, right where they're at. And of course, undergirding all of this is our Celebrate Recovery Ministry and its counterpart for, for students, The Landing. And these have helped dozens and dozens of, of adults and students every week. There, there's just so many ways that God is using them to touch lives and help them cope and become victorious over hurts, habits, and hang-ups in their lives. And you know, we look at something like that and most of us think, well, I'm glad that's for them. I wanna tell you something. I suspect that there's not a single one of us that in the course of our adult lives, we will not have a time when we're not struggling with a hurt, habit, or hang-up. And you need to know that Gateway is there to offer you God's healing in that moment. Or you need to know that when a family member or a friend is going through that, Gateway is there to offer that encouragement, that support in their difficult times. That God has gifted us and, and, and charged us to do this. And, and so we, we seek that and we want to celebrate that. The third strategy that, that I mentioned is grow. We continue to work on, on a whole strategy of spiritual growth, but we have so many pieces already in place, and I guarantee I'm not going to mention all of them here this morning, uh, and many of them worthwhile, but it's just, there's too many. We offer life to life that enables someone to come alongside you in your, in your Christian walk because all of us are on a journey. Some of us are further along than others, but some of us, we don't know how we're doing or we don't know what we don't know. And sometimes it's helpful to have someone else there with us. And that's why our Life to Life alongsiders go through intentional training to walk with you on a weekly basis to help you in that spiritual journey. Because to me, if, 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 if there is a God and there is an eternity, then your spiritual journey is the single most important emphasis needs to be in your life. And we want to help you on that journey to encourage you. And life to life is an incredible means of doing that. And if you've been on this journey for a while, then perhaps you need to be trained to be one of those alongsiders. And I guarantee you, it also helps you grow when you help others grow. Our women's and men's ministry continue to offer journey groups and events to help folks. And you already heard our, our women have a retreat in just two weeks coming up right here, a door. And, and you're not going to want to miss it, ladies. If, if, if you haven't signed up for that, they alternate one year away, one year here local. This year, it's right here at our church, Friday evening, Saturday to early afternoon. It's a great opportunity for you and to bring someone along with you to experience incredible blessings. One of the best ways we know to help and encourage people to grow is through serving. Now, again, we value servanthood so much and, and therefore we work hard because we want it to become a basic part of our church culture. To, that if you're a member, it's what you do. It's not something on the outside or something you do occasionally. It's what you do because it's a part of what it means to, to be here at Gateway. We're going to be, every second Sunday, having an emphasis in our, our worship service on servanthood that you'll be able to be reminded of that. Because 
All of us, I, I said this earlier, sometimes we think, well, I don't have anything to offer, or I'm, not, I'm not gifted like so-and-so or whatever. Hey, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, God has gifted you. God has enabled you to do something. I don't necessarily know what it is. You may not even know yet what it is. But the only way you're going to find out is by starting and trying. And God does incredible things to grow people. You know, sometimes we, we love to talk about serving in our children's area. And someone say, well, you know, what, what, what can a five-year-old teach me? Man, what, a, what can a five-year-old not teach us? They have incredible insights into faith that I wish many of us, including myself, could live up to sometimes. And I have seen time and time again people walk out of there, and some of you say this to me, that you are so blessed to have that time with those kids, and God teaches you more than what you teach the kids. It's an incredible opportunity to serve, and, and we want you to do that because we want to help you grow spiritually in ways that nothing else can. In fact, I want to encourage you to think in terms of on Sunday mornings, worship one, serve one. Worship one hour, serve one hour. You're here at the 11 o'clock service, so maybe you come at 9.30, you serve in a ministry setting, and you come to this service. Or you could reverse it, it doesn't matter. But that's one of the beauties of our setup and our system is so that you can do that. And Because we literally need hundreds of volunteers every week to do everything God is calling us to do to make a difference. So I want to tell you, your serving really does matter. We had nearly 1,200 different individuals serve somewhere in our church last year, including nearly 400 folks on Christmas Eve. What a great evening that was. Over 3,000 of you came, and God did some incredible stuff. We had, in the last year, we had 762 different individuals serving outside our church through missions and outreach. So not just within the walls, but also beyond the walls. Both are important. And that included 447 of you just in our homeless ministries, Many of you know we partner with Thousand Hills Ministries to minister to homeless downtown, but we also partner with our, our own Mercy Tree right here in Clear Lake to minister to the homeless here in our area. And it, it, it is serving meals every single day of the year to folks who are homeless. Clear Lake and, and the Bay Area may not seem like there's much of that, but upwards of 25 men, women, and teens even are found there receiving a meal every single day. Every single day. And, and that's a great place to serve and make a difference. Another ministry that has been growing in our church is our prison ministry. Uh, some of the women of our church going regularly to the Henley State Prison for Women to teach faith-based lessons to, to women who are there in the faith-based dorm. And we've had guys who've been also going into some of the men's prisons uh, with partnering with uh, the, the Z-Team prison ministry. And we want to continue growing that ministry to offer more support to families who have incarcerated family members and, and letter writing and more. Uh, we partner with uh, Generation One to minister to families in, in the Third Ward, with communities and schools to minister to folks in CCISD. Last year, we joined the Christian Outreach Alliance, a group of Clear Lake area churches working together in community outreach. And of course, we are the primary backer of Starfish Kenya, which enables us to minister to children who have been often orphaned by the AIDS, HIV epidemic. Um, another extremely important time, uh, part of our spiritual growth um, is our daily time with God. Our, our, our time reading our Bible and praying. 
Because let me tell you something, and some of you this may sound kind of strange when you say, but ultimately the, the, the church is not here to be your primary feeding source. It really isn't. It's here to teach you how to feed yourself. I mean, think about it. Let's say you have a teenager, a normal, healthy teenager, and, and, and yet every evening when they come home, you have to sit them down at the chair and you have to get the plate and cut up the meat and stick your fork in it and stick it in your mouth. Would you, would you think that that is typical for a normal teenager? No. You would say, well, somebody hasn't been doing their job of teaching them how to feed themselves. They have to learn how to do that to, to make it in this world today. And the same thing is true in our spiritual journeys, guys. You and I have to learn how to do it ourselves. If we are depending on one hour a week in a church, in a worship service, it, it does some wonderful things, but there's no way that God can use us to do all you need to do. If Christianity is not just something you check the box on, but it is a lifestyle, it's how we live our lives day in and day out, then we gotta be feeding ourselves all the time. Are you, can you manage on one physical meal a week? Is that enough for you? I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm two to three and sometimes four a day, you know? And the same is true in our relationship with God. How can we expect God to transform us to work amazing things in our lives if we're putting it off on somebody else, if we're saying, church, it's your job to feed me. Guys, that's, that's, that has never been the role of the church. The church has been about equipping us, equipping people for ministry, equipping us to feed ourselves, equipping us to figure out how to do this so that we can live it and be encouraged in it and be reminded of it. But we can't do it all. Hey, I, I'd love to tell you I'm the, I'm the greatest preacher you're going to hear this year. I know better, you know? I mean, all you got to do is turn the TV on. There's some great preachers there and all that kind of stuff. And if, if it was all about that, then we'd be in a world of hurt. I'd be in a world of hurt. I'd be out of a job. Um, but it's not. It's about how we engage with God in our daily lives throughout the day. That's what he wants. That's that relationship that we value so much. And, and therefore, the church is here to equip the saints for the mission and ministry that God has prepared us for. And that includes then spending time with God. And part of that, we, we offer life journals that you can use as a daily reading plan. You can get them out, buy them out there. But here's the thing. You can get it free online, or better yet, you can use the Version Bible app, which is free. It's been downloaded. I looked yesterday. It's been downloaded over 165 million times. 165 million. And it offers dozens of reading plans. In fact, I got an email from them just at the end of this week encouraging me, along with everybody else I'm sure they sent it to, to choose one of their 21-day reading plans. Why? Because they tell you that they know at the beginning of the year we're open to new things and we, if we want to tr change things in our lives, we've got to establish some habits. And to, to, to do a habit, you, you can't do it just once and think, oh, I'm in the mood for it now. I can't go to work out once and say, all right, I'm, I'm set, I'm going to do it. I tell you, after the first time you work out, you don't want to work out for a long time. You know, it's hurting the next day. And you got to push through that. 
until it becomes a habit. And so the U version says we have got dozens of 21-day reading plans to get you up and going. This morning as I was driving into the church, I was in the KSBJ 89.3, and, and they were saying the same thing. Try us for a month and see if it doesn't impact your life, they said, to listen to Christian music. That's what we're trying to encourage you to do. It's the new year. Most of us, we kind of we flip a switch. It's a time, it's a change. We're looking for change. And yet here's the thing. If you keep doing the same things you've always done, you'll keep getting the same things you always got. Insanity is expecting different results while continuing to do the same thing over and over again. And if you want your life to change, if you want God to work in your life, if you want to see transformation, if you want to experience the abundant life, you can't wait for it to happen to you. You can't wait for the church to feed you. You have to jump in with both feet. You have to build in strategies and practices and habits. And God will honor that and, and bless you more than you can imagine. That's why I am, I am totally sold. I don't care whether you do the Life Journal reading plan or some reading plan, but you do something. And I, I just, I want to say that maybe the Life Journal reading plan takes you through the whole Bible in a year. And it's been a real blessing to me. But maybe the Old Testament seems daunting right now especially when you get into Leviticus and Numbers. And I've become blessed by that. Don't get me wrong. But maybe it's to just read through the New Testament. Maybe it's to read one chapter a day or 10 verses a day or to find a reading plan that works for you. But the point is you choose to do something. Today is January 4th. Man, we are right at the start. And all of, so many of us have resolutions that we make, but you know what happens to resolutions? Nothing. Because it's just a, res it's a resolution. It's not an action. Unless you put it into action, nothing changes. And that's why I am telling you, you need to start somewhere in your time with God. I can't imagine a better start. And then something we're doing on a scale this year that we've never done before you heard Betsy talk about it if you were with us at the beginning. We're offering a church-wide emphasis series called Transformed in February and March, created by Rick Warren at Saddleback Church in Southern California. The study's gonna guide us and grow us according to their, their, this stuff says, exploring what the Bible has to say about every essential area of our lives, spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, relational, financial, and vocational. <coughs> Oops. I wasn't fast enough that time. Um, I guess I'll drink some water. Here's the thing. If Christianity is about all of life, then it has to impact every area of your life. You and I can't hold a part of it back and say, God, I'm not going to give you this. God's going to say, hey, then that's going to become your stumbling block. That's why this is so valuable as it looks at the whole picture and the cool thing is our whole church is going to be doing this. On Sunday mornings, children are going to be doing it. Students are going to be doing it. We're going to be doing it in here. And, and, but in addition, it has this workbook that you can get. We'll be offering for you to, to get that has daily readings and a place for you to reflect. Uh, daily Bible readings and all that kind of stuff. So you see, 
you start getting into a habit right now of reading over the next 21 days or during the month of January, then come February, we're going to be offering you this workbook that you can begin dive in and you've already established a habit of doing something on a daily basis. And you'll be able to continue then with this study taking all the way up to Easter. Oh man, Easter, what are you talking about? It's just past Christmas. That's right. Christmas, on Christmas Day when Jesus was born, he was already staring at the cross. And all of us are in that same boat. And we want to we help you on this journey over this first quarter of the year. And, and so it's, it's so valuable. And, and in addition, we're going to be through our journey groups, we're going to have, and, and our life groups, we're going to be offering small groups, 100 groups we want to have meeting that are going to be listening each week to a teaching by, <coughs> darn listening to a, a, a teaching by, by Rick Warren and then having some time to discuss. And just, it, it, we're gonna be hitting this from so many directions to enable you to really grab onto what God wants to do in your life to be transformed. And so some of you need to be praying right now, is God calling you to be a host? Is this a, a new step for you to welcome some people in your home right outside those doors that we got a table and you can sign up, there'll be training, but it's very simple. That's why we're calling it a host. It's, it's going to be something that virtually everybody in here can do. And, and at the same time, we want to be praying. We're going to, starting this Sunday, leading to Easter, 90 days of prayer, that God would transform each and every one of us. Some of you are going to want to join in on that and talk with Tom Lewis, our, our pastoral care pastor, who's, or, or Bob Holmes, and begin to join in praying because we want to see God work. We want to see him transform ourselves, our lives, our church, our community, our world. I mean, if you like the way things are in this world today, then you're not looking very close. And I want to tell you, I don't think government has the solution. I don't think clubs have the solution. The only solution is Jesus Christ. The only solution is what God can do in your lives and mine to reach out and touch other lives. And we are not going to change the world by sitting back and waiting for it to happen. It's got to begin with us. We have a responsibility. We have the, the gift of God's Spirit living in us. And so I want us to go beyond anything we've ever done. I want us to step out of our comfort zones. I want us to be challenged to do more than we have done. You can check the box if you want. And I guarantee you, Christianity and Gateway Church and all this will just be kind of a part of your life. But I, I promise you, that's not God's intention for you. He created you and he designed you so that he would be at the center of your life. And unless we work at that and allow that to happen, stuff is just gonna be messed up. Some of you don't know how much God can do yet because you haven't trusted him. You haven't walked in faith with him. You haven't lived for him every day, throughout the day. And, and so church and Christianity is just a sidebar of your life. And it will be a sidebar as long as you treat it like that. And like I said, I can't make that change for you. The church can't make that change for you. You have to decide, I want something different in 2015. 
I want to live my life differently. I want to, I want to experience God's best for, for me, for my family, for my friends, for the world around me. And somehow, I will allow him to work in me, to use me for his glory, for his honor, to enable incredible things to happen. Nothing happens if you walk out of here today and just walk out. Nothing. The key to being the church God created us to be is not good intentions, but individual commitments to Christ and taking on then the responsibility he has given to each one of us for our own spiritual growth and then mission and ministry to the world around us. No one can do it for us. I would love for someone to do it for me. It's hard work sometimes. I, I, I wake up some mornings and I don't want to read my Bible. I'll be honest. But it is a decision I have made because Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. And I know that where I focus my life, where the decisions I make and how I live will impact how my life lives itself out. If I want change, if I want transformation, if I want 2015 to be different from 2014, if I want to experience God's best, I have to take the bull by the horns. I have to act. I have to trust. I have to do. And so I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. On the back of your notes, there's about two-thirds of the way down, it says, I commit today to taking this step forward in my journey with Christ. And I, I want to challenge you, before you get up out of your seat, and certainly before you leave the building, because I guarantee you, by the time you get to your car, half of what I've said, or three-quarters of what I've said, will already have gone. It's just human nature. Write something down. And then, and this is the hard part, share it with somebody else. See, then you become accountable. You don't share it. You can just say, oh, man, I had good intentions, but nobody knows, so it's no big deal. Having somebody to hold us accountable is huge. It's part of the Christian journey, guys. We are accountable. We have to be. Because sin is too strong, too prevalent. And God has given us the gift of others around us to help us. So I want to challenge you. Maybe it's to worship three, at least three times a month. Be in worship. at least. Three. Maybe it's to serve and, and, and initiate that in a way you haven't done before, both within the walls and beyond the walls. Worship one, serve one. Maybe it's to intentionally begin a reading plan and praying every day. Maybe it's I'm going to be in a small group and, and be a part of this transformed study through, through either a journey group or an or a existing life group. Or, or maybe it's even I'm going to host because I can do this. It's going to push me maybe a little bit out of my comfort zone, but it's time that I took a step forward. I don't want what I've experienced in the past. I don't want, I want God to do something different. I want to experience God's best in 2015. I, I want to encourage you because I genuinely believe that God can use these things to transform your life, and therefore, as the church, to transform the lives of others and the community and the world around us. Gateway is here to walk with you on that journey. We can't take it for any of you. but We will walk with you. We will encourage you. We will show you how to, to use God's grace to, 
to work in your life, but only if you decide to follow through and commit. That's why I love the, the meaning of our name, Gateway. I think we're a gateway in to faith, which we see in baptism and so much more, but then we're also a gateway out into the world to love and serve, which is why serving and, and missions are so important. We wanna let God use Gateway to transform our year ahead for 2015, to have the most incredible year so that we can say with the, the Lord, I will transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. You can be a gateway of hope for someone you don't even know yet in 2015. You can be a gateway of hope to a family member or a friend. You can be a gateway of hope to a coworker or a stranger. You decide. We're here to walk with you, to encourage you, to help you on that journey because we are convinced God has incredible things for ahead for us for 2015. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you do. And I just pray that you would, you would help us step outside of our comfort zones this morning, Father, that we would not just make a resolution that gets lost before we get to our car but that we will be intentional, that we will put into place practices and habits that you can use to transform our lives, that we will serve, we will be of use to you, we will engage in your word with ourselves and with others, that, that we will worship you in spirit and truth, that we will spend time with you and seek to share who you are with others, that, that we would experience your very best in 2015, no matter what comes our way. Even if there are hurdles and, 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 and struggles along the way, Father, that you will give us a peace that passes all understanding. Help us to have that, Father. Help us to commit to that, to decide for that this morning, right now, before we go another step. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't forget, you can sign up to be a host. Our prayer team will be down here if you want somebody to pray with you. And Communion is immediately after the service down in our life center. God bless you. Happy New Year. 2015 is going to be an incredible year. Just watch and see. To learn more about us, visit www.gateway-community.org. Welcome to your journey.